no end of ignorance up to no old age and death, no end of old age and death, no suffering, no origin of suffering, no cessation of suffering, no path, no wisdom, no attainment, and no non-attainment. Therefore, Shariputra, since the Bodhisattvas have no attainment, they abide by means of Prajnaparamita. Since there is no obscuration of mind, there is no fear. They transcend falsity and attain complete nirvana. All the Buddhas of the three times, by means of Prajnaparamita, we awaken to unsurpassable, true, complete enlightenment. Therefore, the great mantra of Prajnaparamita, the mantra of great insight, the unsurpassed mantra, the unequaled mantra, the mantra that calms all suffering should be known as truth since there is no deception. Prajnaparamita mantra is said in this way. Teata om gate gate paragate parasangati bodhisoha. Thus Shariputra, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, should train in the profound Prajnaparamita. Then the Blessed One arose from that samadhi and praised noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, saying, Good, good, O son of noble family, thus it is, O son of noble family, thus it is. One should practice the profound Prajnaparamita just as you have taught, and all the Tathagatas will rejoice. When the Blessed One had said this venerable Shariputra and noble Avogateshvara, the Bodhisattva Mahasattva, that whole assembly in the world with its gods, humans, asuras, and gandharvas rejoiced and praised the words of the Blessed One. Kasamara <laughs> The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers. Adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon, I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. Holy Lamas, high, wrap the sky of your Dharma bodies in massive clouds of knowledge and love, and let them pour upon the earth of your disciples as we are ready, a shower of rain, the teachings deep and wide.
So when we look at the Lama Tsongkhapa's uh, great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, uh, we begin 
uh, with the instructions where we find uh, relying upon the teacher that is the root of the path, and then the second category of how students train their minds after having relied upon the teacher. Uh, so in the section that is how students train their minds after uh, having relied upon the teacher, we find two categories, an exhortation uh, uh, um, to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity, and then how to take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity. Uh, so then when we get to the section on how to, or the actual way to, take advantage of a life of leisure and opportunity begins with the uh, practices of three capacities. Training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of small capacity, training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common with beings of medium capacity, and then training the mind in the stage of the path for beings of great capacity. Uh, when, we get to, when we begin with the first topic of training the mind in the stage of the past shared in common uh, with beings of small capacity, we find three uh, categories. Uh, First, the developing that state of mind or that actual uh, mental state of a person of small capacity, the measure of that development of the state of mind, and then uh, dispelling any kind of misconceptions related uh, to the person of small uh, capacity. Uh, so uh, these are the three categories. And then beginning with that uh, first uh, category of uh, developing the state of mind of a person of small capacity, uh, um, we have two categories. First, developing a state of mind that strives diligently for the sake of future lives, uh, and then second, relying on a means for achieving happiness in one's next life, or the method uh, uh, for this achievement. Uh, so this is uh, where we uh, begin with the, with the method uh, for this achievement. So then when we get to the method for achieving happiness in one's next life, uh, we find uh, the, the two categories. Um, and this is under the major category. In the, the text I said developing the state of mind of a person of small capacity. But in the text it says, uh, um, I just had it. It's the same meaning, but developing the, the actual training of thought for a person of uh, small capacity. So that's the, the heading in the translation here. Uh, so I just want to stay in format with the translation here. Uh, so when we get to this, uh, um, uh, this point on the method for achieving uh, happiness, uh, we begin with two points. First, refuge, the entrance or the gateway into the instruction, and then the second point of developing faith and conviction in karma and its results. The first point, uh, refuge, we find four categories that are made. Uh, the causes of refuge, based on that, the objects to which you go for refuge to, how to go for refuge, or the explanation of refuge, and then uh, the precepts or advices related to refuge. So we've gone through the first three categories and we're currently then dealing with the precepts of refuge or the advices related to refuge. Uh, so we begin on page 192 in the English uh, uh, where we find the precepts of, of refuge. Um, so uh, 
uh, I think it's uh, number four. Once you have gone for refuge, the stages of the precepts. So we begin, it says, once you have gone for refuge, the stages of the precepts, the dua, the tom, papa tome, tome. 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 Ah. Okay, so the, um, we find uh, the stages of the precepts. It says the precepts are explained uh, uh, in two ways. First, how they appear in the compendium of determinations, uh, and then secondly, uh, how they appear in the oral tradition. Uh, so first, how they appear in the compendium of determinations. It says there are two sets of subdivisions. So we begin with the first set of subdivisions, uh, which make for a total of four uh, that are related uh, to the first set related to the compendium of determinations. Um, so here, uh, um, if we look at the advice of going for refuge, um, if uh, uh, we want uh, to, uh, um, uh, if in order for us to achieve any of the results, uh, we have to follow the advice or the precepts found within the teachings uh, uh, shared in common with beings of small capacity. Uh, if we uh, do not uh, follow the advice given in the teachings shared in common with beings of small capacity, we can't achieve the results of those practices, which are, are, are the pathways that lead to the higher realms. We can't re achieve the results uh, of the next level of, of nirvana or liberation, and we can't achieve the results of complete uh, Buddhahood. Um, so uh, this, this is what uh, this word advice uh, um, means. So we find this advice for going for refuge. If you go for refuge, we advise you to do this. So the third category is how to go for refuge or the explanation of going for refuge. And this next point is if you go for refuge, the advice is this. Uh, so the points that are, are made uh, are just like the advice is given in the small scope that uh, are indispensable to lead to any of the three different goals just mentioned. Uh, so then at the uh, beginning, 
in order to uh, um, learn uh, any of this information, it's necessary to have a teacher. Uh, and that's why we begin with reliance on excellent persons uh, as the, uh, for in the first set of subdivisions, or re relying on the best type of persons, uh, uh, the, the, unexcel the most excellent persons. Um, and here, the reason uh, this advice is given is if we wish to uh, um, uh, learn the pathways for beings of small uh, capacity that lead to the higher realms, or the pathways uh, for beings of medium capacity that lead to liberation, or the pathways of beings of great capacity that lead to Buddhahood, it's necessary for us to have a teacher give us this advice. It's necessary for a teacher to give us these instructions without the instructions on the uh, um, pathways for beings of, of three capacities. It's not possible to achieve the uh, result of the pathway of, for a being of small capacity of the higher realm rebirth. Uh, without the instruction of a teacher, it's not possible to, result, to achieve the result of the pathway for the being of medium capacity, which is liberation. And it's not possible to achieve the result of the pathway of a being of great capacity, which is Buddhahood. So we start with the reliance on an excellent person. And this is referring to uh, uh, relying on a spiritual teacher, or translated most of the time as guru devotion. Oggi tanto ambo otere dua onu madam atukatuka dundunja jija janda marba better ตาตอมบอสอจิกุนจุลเจ้าสุนอันหลาจะตะเจบตอมบอละเตมบาสเจเซตอมบอเจบตอมบอละเตมบาเนสะเจเซตอมบอเจบตอมบอละเตมบา
Uh, and they're, the four are to rely on an excellent teacher, listen to the sublime teachings, uh, fix your attention properly on them, and, and, and cultivate a practice that conforms with the teachings. Uh, so these are the four uh, points that are made. Uh, and then this first point that states to rely on excellent persons is relating to guru devotion or, re or relying on a spiritual teacher. As previously explained, so as previously explained in the section of how to rely upon the teacher that is the root uh, of the uh, practice, uh, you rely on excellent teachers when you see them the source of all, uh, all good qualities. Uh, and in the section of uh, relying on the teacher, the root of the path, we find all the various uh, points that are made, how to rely on thought and practice, etc. Uh, many points that are made uh, in this uh, section. Uh, and it says, uh, for you have already gone to the Buddha for refuge and thereby uphold the, the teacher of the path as your refuge. So just by uh, going for refuge itself, we are unable, just the act of refuge does not allow us to achieve the higher realm rebirth, does not allow us to achieve the liberation or nirvana, uh, does not allow us to achieve uh, complete Buddhahood. Uh, we must rely upon a, a teacher uh, who will then show us the pathways which we are to engage in uh, that the Buddha who is our refuge has taught. Um, so here it says the practice that conforms with this is actual reliance on the one who teaches the path to you. So here this is uh, just showing once again uh, um, reliance upon the spiritual teacher, the root of the path. Uh, um, and it says see them as the source of all excellent qualities. So it's just going over what was previously stated and then uh, um, 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 uh, showing uh, how this reliance uh, um, makes the actualization of the path possible. So this is the meaning of the first point that states to rely on excellent persons. And <laughs> Madubo <laughs> That's 
ಮತ್ತು ಈಜು ತುಳು ಏನಂದಿಗಿದೆ ಜೈ ತುಳು ಏನಂದಿಕ್ಕಿ ಕೈ ತುಳು ಏನು ಚಿವಯೋ ಲೋಚಿಗೋಯಾಸೋಂದಿಸರ್ಬೆ ಒಂದೇ ನೆಚಿ ಮೀಬಾ ಚೋಲಾಚಾಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸೋಸ
so here, uh, when we, we summarize what the sublime teachings pith or essence is, uh, we find that it's referring to those three baskets of instruction that instruct us on the three highest higher trainings uh, categorically. Um, uh, so uh, there's, let's see. So, so here, uh, we're listening to the sublime teachings and we're fixing our attention on them. So here, I'll just start with reading and I'll, there's a lot more commentary and I think it'll, it'll pop out easier as we read it. You should listen to whatever is appropriate among the sutras and the like. Uh, so we'll begin there. The sutras here are the specific pronouncements of Lord Buddha that we find in the Kangjur. Uh, um, the 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 pronouncements and then uh, the uh, um, uh, it says and the like and the like is referring to any other explanations of those baskets that are given uh, so the like here could refer to the Tanjur the authentic Indian commentaries but also the the various Tibetan commentaries the various Mongolian commentaries, the various uh, Chinese commentaries, or, or if they're in English language. Uh, so any of the, and the like is referring to those instructions in any of those languages which are explaining the sublime teachings. Uh, and uh, um, so sublime, and teachings which are sublime because the Buddha and the Buddha's disciples explained them. Uh, so here, uh, um, the Buddha and the Buddha's uh, students explain what are those, those are the three baskets of instruction that are found in the uh, um, root sutras and their commentaries. It says, in addition, fix your attention on whatever serves to dispel the afflictions. So here, uh, quite literally, it is the object of observation of your attention is that which dispels afflictions. So the object of, of your um, meditation or the focal object is an antidote of some sort to afflictions. So when we look at antidote, the word antidote, when we use the example of the rope and the snake, uh, when someone walks into a room and believes that a rope is a snake, the only thing that serves as the antidote to that is that which directly opposes the mistaken view and that is that it's a rope and not a snake. Likewise, when we serve, when we look to have an antidote to the afflictions, we have to apply an appropriate antidote that dispels that affliction. Uh, so in the case, we have the various antidotes that the Buddha taught, for instance, related to the three poisons. If one uh, has a negative uh, relation, uh, a greater negativity with attachment, then meditation upon ugliness and impurity uh, becomes the uh, um, antidote to that. If one has a greater uh, problem with aversion or hatred, uh, then uh, meditation upon love serves as an antidote to that. If one has a greater problem with ignorance or delusion, then meditation upon dependent origination, the nature of reality or emptiness, serves as an opponent or an antidote to them. Uh, so this is what is being sp spoken of, making one's object of observation the antidote to the afflictions, uh, uh, when whatever those specific afflictions and those afflictions antidotes are. Um, uh, so. Uh, this is what is meant uh, um, by that, uh, and it says, uh, um, in addition, fix your attention on whatever serves to dispel the afflictions, for you have already gone to the teaching for refuge, and, and you have are thus undertaken to actualize both the verbal teachings and the teachings as they are realized. So here, this is the scriptural and realizational doctrines. 
so the verbal scriptural teachings and as they are realized, those realizational uh, doctrines. So this is speaking specifically to listening to the Dharma and then contemplating it and what that Dharma one is contemplating is specifically. Uh, so that, that's the point that we're up to. Now, that's Gurum Che. No. ジョーソンのロンドンとビチューモンドシャワンジェバイヒラサタチュラジョーソンのロンドンとビチューモンドシャワンジェバイヒラタタンジェソンとビチューモンドシャワンジェバイヒラタタンジェソンとビチューモン
uh, um, uh, doctrines. Uh, the realizational turning of the wheel of Dharma is necessarily path. Uh, so it's the, uh, for any among the paths, uh, here is solitary realizers, bodhisattvas, Buddhas, within their continuums. Uh, so when we speak of various paths, uh, we look at the Sutra of the Heart of Transcendent Knowledge and we find the mantra within it. It says, Teata Om Gate Gate Paragate Parasangate Bodhisoha. And this is implicitly referring to the uh, various five paths of those four, those three individuals here as solitary realizers and bodhisattvas the path of accumulation, the path of preparation, the path of seeing, the path of meditation, and then the path of, of no more learning. Then, Dubichukor. Uh, so then the uh, uh, so that the scriptural uh, the realizational turning of the wheel is referring to those realizations of path within the continuums of those beings uh, uh, for instance those five paths if we're looking at uh, um, realizational truth we're speaking of the three highest higher trainings uh, of ethics concentration and wisdom uh, so uh, a slight differentiation there in, in the terms and the meanings of the terms uh, and it says um, as they are realized. Um, so here, as they are realized, is referring to the process of realization. Um, so the process of first the to listening to the sublime teaching. So if we we're going to take, uh, for instance, the sutra of the heart of transcendent knowledge as a, a, a topic. Um, and within this, we find the explanations that uh, um, when we hear the sublime teaching on it, or the explanation of the Heart Sutra, uh, we find the explanation of that form is not truly established because it dependently originates. So and when we hear uh, this teaching uh, and the explanation of it, this is the wisdom that uh, is arisen from, from hearing. Um, and, and this uh, type of wisdom that arises, uh, we would find at the path of accumulation, uh, um, uh, for instance, uh, from hearing. Uh, and then, as one fixes his or her attention and begins to contemplate uh, these teachings, and then starts to develop a union of calm abiding and special insight, related to these teachings by contemplating on them, one then moves from this path of accumulation then to the path of preparation and the four stages of the path of preparation where one arrives at an inferential valid cognition uh, of, we're speaking of this emptiness right now, related to the Heart Sutra, one arrives as an, at an inferential valid cognition of emptiness uh, in these four stages of path of preparation. And then once one uh, reaches the peak of that fourth state of inferential valid cognition that uh, has a union of calm abiding and special insight, uh, which has as its object of observation uh, emptiness. And this has been brought about by a process of practice of single-pointed concentration uh, <coughs> as one passes through the accumulation to preparation 
And then once one is at the last stage of preparation of inferential valid cognition, then he or she has a direct valid cognition <coughs> of emptiness, a direct prime cognition uh, of emptiness, and moves to the path of seeing. And everything from the path of seeing and meditation and no more learning, uh, uh, um, when we speak of the specific realizations, these realizations are direct, valid cognitions of emptiness at various levels that happen at the path of seeing up through the, to the path of no more learning. Uh, so this is the process of hearing the teachings and then contemplating the teachings, developing a single-centric concentration, uniting calm abiding and special insight and developing this inferential valid cognition of emptiness and then uh, transforming that into direct valid cognition and then having those valid co direct valid cognitions through the rest of the pathways related to that object of observation in this case emptiness okay. uh, so now we're going on to the so then, let me just read this out. The practice that conforms with this teaching to and fixing the attention properly on the sublime teachings. Uh, so that completes the uh, um, advices related to the Dharma jewel. Uh, now we move on to the advices related to the Sangha jewel, or those aspiring uh, to virtue. Um, uh, and as a note, if we look at the last line in this uh, paragraph, you'll find those aspiring to virtue, why that term uh, um, uh, is important Chuda, <laughs> Then Shansepavatuzuru, Okay, so um, when we, we get to this section that deals with uh, the uh, Sangha jewel, or those aspiring to virtue uh, jewel, uh, it begins with, you should practice in accordance with the teachings on nirvana. Uh, so here, the teachings here are referring to dharma. This word teaching here is referring to dharma, 
And when we divide dharma, uh, we divide it into true paths uh, and true cessations. Um, so the teachings on those true pathways and true cessations are that which the the community uh, are those aspiring to virtue engage in, um, and uh, we. Uh, we practice uh, in this way and take these persons on as spiritual friends uh, in order to uh, actualize things in the way that they have. So uh, when we divide uh, those aspiring to virtue jewel or the sangha jewel, we can divide it into three categories. The hearers, uh, uh, um, uh, when, I'm sorry, when we look at the, those aspiring to virtue jewel, um, and, and we look at the cessations and pathways, we can refer to those pathways and cessations within the continuums of the hearers, the solitary realizers, uh, and, and the uh, um, um, bodhisattvas. Um, so here, uh, and then the Buddhas. Um, and then when we look at this word, uh, cessation, uh, that Rinpoche said at the beginning, and I'll look it up at break, at the beginning of the perfection of uh, wisdom uh, um, text that divides uh, the cessations into five. Uh, uh, those with remainder, those without remainder, uh, um, uh, full accomplishment, uh, fully realized, and there's an, another two. I just would like to look up and not uh, um, spend time looking it up. Um, uh, but there are five uh, different uh, types of nirvana uh, that are stated uh, in the perfection of wisdom uh, teachings. Um, uh, so hopefully we'll find those. Um, so it says, uh, you should practice in accordance with the teachings on nirvana. When you have gone to the community for refuge, you have thereby taken as companions persons who are on the path to nirvana. So you have taken on, uh, um, when you take, uh, it says, when you have gone to the community for refuge, when you go for refuge to those who are aspiring to virtue, you take on friends who are uh, superiors on the path, superiors of the hearers, solitary realizers, and bodhisattva or Buddha superiors on the path. Uh, so here it says uh, you've taken these companions uh, uh, who are on this path to nirvana. So they are on this pathway which is leading to a cessation uh, or as a note already achieved it. Um, and then it says the practice that accords with this teaching in the way of those who are intent upon in liberation. So then a, a translator's note, those who are aspiring to virtue, who are intent upon liberation. Uh, so it says uh, um, your practice of going for refuge to this uh, 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 Sangha jewel uh, is for the point of uh, having companions that are traversing this pathway that one wishes to traverse. Uh, so one looks at the Sangha as these companions who are on this pathway uh, which uh, can aid, aid us in our pathway um, because we have the same goal, which is nirvana. In the base of various nirvanas. Yeah. <laughs> Chuji 
राजे बाबा शासन बाबा तो जो कि न्यांदे से ड्रेबी कांसारो था तेल देने ट्रोबो 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 जुमाज गोवरेस दामा परेंट so here, and it says, you should practice in accordance with the teachings on nirvana when you've gone to the community for refuge there by taking on companions or persons who are on the path to nirvana. So what type of persons are the, those aspiring to virtue? Those are those persons who are superiors of the hearer's solitary realizer and bodhisattva vehicle who are on a pathway which leads to a specific place, and that pathway is liberation or nirvana. So then, uh, it says you have thereby taken them on as it's as companion persons. Rinpoche said it's Dharma friends, uh, spiritual friends. You have taken them on as friends who are on this pathway to nirvana. So the qualification is is that these individuals are on a pathway to nirvana, and that these individuals are the superior individuals of the various vehicles. Tabishetto, so we practice in accordance with those spiritual friends or companions uh, that are uh, the uh, hearers, the superiors, solitary realizer superiors, uh, and bodhisattva superiors who are on a pathway that leads to liberation. Without relying upon this pathway, liberation isn't possible, or the cessation is not possible. Therefore, like those who are intent on liberation, those aspiring to virtue, the Sangha jewel, uh, we uh, follow in the same way. So, uh, because the pathway is the only thing that will lead uh, to uh, um, uh, this goal, and these beings are on this pathway which we wish to engage in in order to achieve the same, uh, the same goal or to actualize uh, what they are trying to actualize. So the first, uh, now we're in the second uh, set of subdivisions related to the compendium of determinations. Uh, and it says, do not excite your uh, sensory faculties. 
so here, excitement is one of the downfalls to single-pointed concentration. So excitement and dullness are the two downfalls, but we're specifically uh, speaking of excitement. Um, and excitement is when one is not able to fix one's attention on a focal object and is wandering to various other objects. Uh, so for instance, if uh, one wishes to meditate upon emptiness, um, uh, when one has single-pointed concentration or fixed meditation, the point is to focus on only that object, which is emptiness, uh, fixing it on one object. When one's mind strays to various other objects of observation off of the object of observation one is trying to focus on, then this becomes excitement and is an obstacle to single-pointed concentration. So this section is going to begin to deal with uh, um, uh, um, uh, um, not exciting, uh, create, exciting your sensory faculties and specifically this word excitement Rinpoche drew to uh, because this excitement is related to this busyness of mind or uh, 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 losing the focus, focal object and thinking of other things. Losing the object of focus and thinking of other things. Okay. So when, uh, um, and one thing I left out from before is the mind is straying to these objects and attaching to other objects than your fixed, your object, focal object. So it's attaching to objects other than your focal object. Uh, so this is considered uh, excitement. Um, uh, so we can look at this passage, these points in various ways, but we're looking at this word excitement related to meditation right now uh, and how excitement is a hindrance. Uh, the opposite uh, is dullness. And this is when the object of observation isn't clear in one's mind. Uh, it's clouded or it's not a clear object. Um, this is dullness. But when the object can't be held because of attachment to various other points, then this is excitement. And these are uh, both obstacles to single-pointed concentration. Uh, so these are the, the, uh, like the distinction between dullness and, and excitement. Okay. Um, when uh, we look at meditation itself, uh, um, when uh, we, the teacher is giving an instruction and the student is listening to the instruction and then looking at the various points of the instruction that is being given, the point that's being given, then this is analytical meditation by looking at this, this uh, um, object uh, that one has uh, uh, been taught by a teacher and listen to, and then takes this object and then uh, um, uh, um, looks, looks at the object. Uh, the same is true for debate. 
when one is uh, using an, an object and look and, and debating it or uh, um, uh, going over it in all the various ways. This is a uh, analytical meditation. The process of de debate is an analytical meditation or an analysis. So when the debate process is taking place, uh, they're, 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 uh, so in the process of debate, you have one person, we have a person who is asking a specific question of the person who is sitting down uh, related to it, uh, and, and, uh, and, and then the person has to answer back correctly uh, with a, uh, uh, about the specific topic and uh, have a correct, uh, um, I hate to use the word analysis of what was presented, but has to correctly answer back what was presented uh, based on uh, uh, his or her ability to answer it um, or, or learnings. Uh, and if the answer comes back incorrect, then there's a, out, an uproar of laughter and, and so forth. So there's a, 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 a lot of uh, emphasis on getting the information correct uh, and, and really having clarity around the subject that is being presented by the questioner uh, uh, um, uh, so, so Rimache just said that you know there'll be a, a loud roar of laughter if it's answered incorrectly. So there's this uh, pressure to really know the information correctly. So and by by this process, you it it forces you. I'm just trying to get really what Rimache said clearly to really know the information properly. <laughs> but then sometimes uh, there's like harsh words that are given back, like you don't know what you're talking about and so forth. So uh, Rimache just wanted to give you the, the feeling of it, you know. <laughs> so here, if you are not, now back to the, if your sensory faculties are excited by this, you won't be able to answer properly. You won't be able to give a correct answer if you are not, if you're, sense, if you're overstimulated, your senses are by this process of debate, you won't be able to answer properly. So this is, ties it back into this. So the, point, the faults or the opponents to single-pointed concentration are uh, excitement and dullness, and here we're speaking specifically of excitement. Uh, 
Okay, so uh, I'm just going to read the, uh, the, the English and the do not excite your sensory faculties. When the sensory faculties draw the inattentive mind to objects, you should view this excitement with regard to sensory objects as a fault and withdraw the mind from them. Take up the precepts correctly. So this is the second point uh, that is made. You should take up the training set forth by the Buddha uh, as many um, as possible. Uh, so, it says you should take up the training set forth by the Buddha uh, as many as possible. So the, the trainings, the, the behaviors uh, that were set forth. For instance, the Buddha set forth the um, uh, ethics which abandons the ten non-virtuous activities. Uh, he set forth, if one is able to, one could take any among the individual liberation vows, uh, such as uh, the one-day vow, the uh, um, uh, layperson vow for a female, layperson vow for a male, uh, um, novice monk and nun vow, probationary monk vow, uh, nun vow, and fully ordained monk and nun's vows. So any among these eight types of individual liberation vows, or the bodhisattva vows, or the tantric vows. So the trainings that are being spoken of here are the actual disciplines that were set forth by the Buddha. Uh, and it says, as many as possible. Um, uh, decent. Well, the second point. Now we're on the, to the third point. The Chutsu Jedan Karma Ngala is Okay, Okay, so uh, we'll take a short break. And uh, Rinpoche said to hand out some cookies and so forth. Yeah. I, I unfortunately didn't find those five, but I certainly will. Rimche told me where to find it exactly. So. Uh, before you get started, can I just ask one quick question? Triwa Dirabe. Uh, not too Rimche. I mean, I, it's just okay. I want a clarification. Okay. The baskets. Yeah. You had said that um, the basket. Oh, sorry. Um, the baskets were um, the the la I got the last one. Mean is wisdom. The Abhidharma is wisdom, but I didn't get okay. the, the sutra or the Vinaya. The Vinaya basket is related to ethics, the training in ethics. The sutra basket is related to the training in concentration, and the Abhidharma basket is related to the training in wisdom. Thank you. What is that? The dinusum, the lasa. Okay. <laughs> 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 <
so now uh, it says, be compassionate toward living beings. So we've gone over the first uh, two. Uh, first of the second set of subdivisions according to the compendium of determinations. First, the, to not excite your sensory faculties. Secondly, to take up precepts correctly. Uh, and then third, be compassionate towards uh, living beings. Um, and here uh, um, it says the conqueror's teaching is distinguished by, by compassion. So the root of the Buddha's teaching is compassion. Uh, so here it says, distinguished by compassion, the root of this teaching is compassion. Therefore, once you have gone to his teaching for refuge, you should also be compassionate toward living beings and forsake harming them. So here this is the, uh, because compassion is the root of the conqueror's teaching, uh, once one uh, as goes for refuge, the advice is not to harm a living being. Uh, um, so uh, this is the point made here. And then the next, strive to make periodic offerings to the three jewels. Uh, here it says, uh, each day you should make offerings to the three jewels. Uh, so here when we uh, offer our food, we offer our drink uh, to the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha. Um, this is what, the Buddha jewel, Dharma jewel, Sangha jewel, this is what is, is referring to. Jason's <laughs> Tene Sajendala, 
um, and sometimes it's neg considered the negative precepts and the positive it's translated as because uh, this is what not to do and what to do. Um, uh, so just as another side note. Um, uh, so it says uh, th to go to other deities for refuge. Um, those who uh, go to the sublime teachings for refuge harbor no harmful, murderous thoughts. Those who go to the community for refuge do not associate with uh, non-Buddhist philosophers. Uh, uh, so here, it's uh, uh, the points that are, are, are made relative to the, the three different things. Uh, um, going for refuge... Uh, um, uh, Okay, so the first stanza deals with the, um, uh, um, uh, the Buddha refuge, and then the second stanza deals with uh, um, uh, the um, uh, Dharma and the Sangha, and specifically stating that uh, one does not go for refuge to worldly gods uh, other than the Buddhas, and then one does, uh, uh, once one goes for refuge, uh, and, uh, to the sublime teaching, then one should not uh, harm uh, uh, other living beings, as stated before, that compassion uh, is at the root uh, um, of, of the practice. Uh, so it, one shouldn't harm any other beings or have murderous thoughts. And those who go to the community for refuge do not associate with non-Buddhist philosophers. And, and here, Rinpoche said, uh, um, bad friends also. The, the word bad friends can be inserted uh, in there, negative acquaintances. It says, thus, there are three prescriptive, uh, proscriptive precepts, not going to other deities for refuge, as just explained, abandoning harm and malice towards other living beings, and not befriending uh, non-Buddhist philosophers, or not having uh, negative friends, uh, harmful uh, friends. And then we'll get into the, the meaning of these. Sanji Okay, okay, um, So here, uh, the the proscriptive precepts can be divided into the uh, um, uh, the uh, in this case the uh, three uh, um, white advices. Uh, so the uh, um, and and related to the three jewels. Uh, so the advice related to the Buddha. Here, the, the first of the white advice is to not go for refuge to other deities, not go for refuge to worldly deities once one has gone for refuge. Uh, the second uh, white advice related to the Dharma is once one uh, uh, um, goes for refuge to the Dharma, because at the root of the Dharma is compassion, uh, one should not harm another living being. 
Uh, and then it says, those who go to the community for refuge do not associate with non-Buddhist philosophers. Now, when we, we uh, um, look at what this is referring to, um, uh, we go to the, uh, uh, um, uh, the Kanjur, the Tanjur, the authentic Indian commentaries. At this time in India, we didn't have all the newer religious traditions and so forth. So what they're, the philosophies that they're re specifically talking about are such the, those philosophies such as the Samkhya school of philosophy, the enumerators, or the, um, uh, the nihilists, or the... Uh, um, uh, any among the Indian schools at the time uh, that are were being refuted. So this is specific, isn't speak. This is speaking when we look at the commentaries about those ancient Indian systems of philosophy uh, that. Uh, um, so those ancient Indian. Uh, and then I asked Rinpoche uh, about this befriending or associated, and he said we'll get into what that means later and to later into these into the points. Mutibatri so we find it the Beginning of the Nagarjuna's root wisdom text, uh, the point that is made that the uh, things are not arisen from self, other, both, or causeless. Uh, so the point that's being made here negates various philosophical systems. And when we speak about the uh, non-Buddhist philosophers in this case, we're speaking of very specific traditions of philosophy that are negated. So uh, when we look at Nagarjuna's point where he states uh, uh, things are not arisen from self, this is a negation of the Samkhya school, the enumerator's view. Uh, um, when we find that it is not arisen from others, this negates all non-Buddhist philosophies as well as within the tenet systems of Buddhist philosophies, the middle way autonomy school view, the mind only school view, the Satrantika view, and the great, the, uh, the sutra view, and the the great exposition view. I'm sorry if I was doing Sanskrit and English at the same time. So it negates all the views below the middle way prasangika view, which are the middle way autonomy, the mind only school, the sutra school, and the great exposition school, and then non-Buddhist philosophies. So things are not arisen from other. Things are not arisen from both negate the Jain view, uh, the Jain view of philosophy, uh, the naked wanderers uh, tradition. And things are not causeless negate the nihilist view, the, the nihilist view that there is no karma, there is no uh, cessation, there is no this, there is none of this exists, the nihilism. Uh, so this, this idea that things do not arise causelessly negates the nihilism, negates the nihilist view. So these non-Buddhist philosophers are speaking specifically about the assertions of these schools in this context. <laughs> Sanjay Lachos, when you give me a lot of 
so it says, uh, the, these are the prescriptive precepts. So the, related to the Buddha, not going uh, to other deities for refuge, not going to other worldly, worldly gods for refuge. Uh, um, related to the Dharma, because compassion is the root of the Dharma, abandoning harm and malice toward living beings. Uh, and then related to the Sangha, or the, those aspiring to virtue, uh, not befriending non-Buddhist philosophers. What are these non-Buddhist philosophers? In this specific case, they're speaking of the enumerators and the Jain tradition and the nihilists and so forth. <laughs> So now Lama Sankapa will explain what all this means. So here it begins with not going for refuge to worldly deities. Uh, and at the beginning of uh, Lama Tsongkhapa's Essence of Eloquence, uh, it speaks of uh, the worldly deities. It speaks of uh, various deities, uh, Shiva, Vishnu, Kama, uh, Brahma. Uh, um, and it speaks of uh, not uh, going for refuge to them. Uh, well, it speaks of this specifically. It says, uh, these deities uh, uh, with, uh, who sparkle with uh, all of their luster and shout out uh, their greatness to the world, or their, uh, rule, they shout out that they rule over the world, at the sight of the Buddha, uh, um, these sparkling diadems, uh, or diadems, something like that, uh, um, uh, um, uh, their lights go out like fireflies when the sun comes out. Like, so their brightness w weighs like fireflies when the, it's sunny. Uh, and they bow at the lotus feet of the Buddha. Um, so this is at the beginning of the Essence of Eloquence of, by Lama Tsongkhapa, where he states that these worldly deities who claim their rule over the world, who, who shine with all their luster, 
uh, um, go out like fireflies in the sunlight uh, at the sight of the Buddha uh, and bow down at the Buddha's lotus feet. Uh, so this is uh, um, related to, to that. And here uh, we'll begin uh, reading. Uh, it says, not uh, going to other deities for refuge is explained as follows. Since you should not even hold worldly deities such as Rudra and Vishnu as your ultimate refuge, what need uh, uh, be said about Nagas and the local divinities who are hungry ghosts? So it's saying many of the local spirits are actually uh, hungry ghosts. Uh, and if you shouldn't go to these uh, uh, worldly gods for refuge, then we shouldn't go for refuge then to Nagas or s local spirits who are hungry ghosts lower than the human. Uh, so uh, um, this is the point that's made here. Lungina, <laughs> Okay. Uh, so here it says, while it is improper to entrust yourself to these beings uh, without full belief in the three jewels, uh, um, so one has to have this faith of conviction, a full belief uh, in the three jewels, it is uh, proper to merely seek these beings' help for some temporary religious purpose, just as, for example, you would seek the help of a benefactor in acquiring the means of livelihood or consult a doctor for a cure of an illness. Uh, so here uh, it talks about um, uh, that we can ask, it, as long as we don't go for refuge to these beings, we can ask them to help us in our affairs. So we can offer them food, we can offer them drink for these purposes, but we can't entrust ourselves in a complete way by going for refuge to them, in going for full refuge for their protection, um, for the reasons previously stated. Um, but we can ask them to aid us or help us uh, for some temporary religious purpose or uh, if we need aid or help in some way. Lasso. Okay, so just to, while to clarify this this point, Rinpoche went back to. It says, uh, while it is improper to entrust to these beings without full belief in the three uh, jewels. So here, uh, um, this full belief, this faith of conviction in the three jewels, uh, we might not have. And if we don't have this full belief in the Buddha jewel, the Dharma jewel, and the Sangha jewel if this full faith and belief isn't there, it's still not appropriate 
to go for refuge to other worldly deities. So even if we haven't arrived at this point of faith of conviction in the three jewels, it's not appropriate to go for refuge to worldly deities. Uh, so when we, we look at this uh, point that's made, it says we, if we haven't developed this faith and conviction in the Buddha Jewel, the Dharma Jewel, and the Sangha Jewel, it's not appropriate then to, to go for refuge still to other worldly uh, um, gods or deities. But when we speak about this point about uh, befriending or associating non-Buddhist philosophers, it is not said that we cannot be friends with uh, an uh, enumerator or a nihilist or a Jain, or now in the uh, now we have uh, Christianity um, and also other ancient traditions of the Hindu tradition, the Muslim tradition, etc. It's not saying we cannot be friends with these individuals. It's saying if these individuals harm our refuge, then we should not befriend them. If they in some way harm our practice of going for refuge or try to move us away or try to harm, uh, will harm our going for refuge, we don't have faith and conviction, then it's not someone that we should befriend if they are, har are harming us in some way or harming our refuge. But we find in the case of the Dalai Lama, uh, who has many uh, um, uh, Christian friends uh, and has said many times that we should look at other religious traditions uh, and look at how they can enhance our practice of, of Buddhism. Uh, so the Dalai Lama is the greatest scholar of Buddhism, and he does he himself befriends many uh, um, uh, non-Buddhist philosophers. So this has to be interpreted in a clear fashion. And it's related to refuge, not losing refuge. And if someone is going to harm our going for refuge, then we can't befriend them because that's, that's our, 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 where, we, where we are. Um, so uh, this is the point that's being made. Uh, so we can befriend any of these different traditions. We just as long as they're not going to harm us in some way. So if we have our own religion and conviction, then we can go to anyone else and talk with them. 
so if though we don't have a firm, really a, uh, um, uh, able refuge, this this firm able refuge, um, then we can be harmed uh, by the views of the enumerators and these other uh, uh, schools of philosophy that could then influence and harm our refuge and our refuge's ability. Uh, so this is the point that's made. So here it's very similar to uh, if we um, the, uh, have the, the practices of love, compassion, and the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, then uh, activities that we engage in are enhanced by these realizations. Just like uh, the wind, when there's a very large fire, enhances and brings that fire up. But if it's a very small fire, the wind blows it out. Likewise, if we have these realizations, then actually our study and, uh, and, and, and looking at these other traditions and befriending other traditions enhances our uh, practice, whereas if it's not very able, it can harm it. So you find uh, that all of the religious traditions really like His Holiness the Dalai Lama, the Hindus and the Christian tradition, etc. Everyone really likes His Holiness the Dalai Lama. So the, the Dalai Lama's excellent qualities uh, are enhanced and increased by uh, other religious traditions. So it just depends on the Rimache said the individual's abilities. So this is the way we should think about it. Maybe this is the best way to think about it. So it's not a benefit. It says not going to other deities for refuge is explained as follows. Since you should not even hold worldly deities such as Rudra and Vishnu as your ultimate refuge, what need to say, uh, what need be said about Nagas and the local divinities who are hungry ghosts? So it's not appropriate to go for refuge to the Nagas and, and local spirits and so forth. So, uh, while, that while it is improper to, uh, and so it, we should not go for refuge to these worldly deities. And then we find this from the great uh, final Nirvana Sutra, where the quote states to never go to other deities uh, for refuge. Um, and then it says, uh, uh, while it is improper to trust yourself, 
uh, to these beings without full belief in the three refuges. So one should not, even if he or she has not the faith of conviction in the three jewels of refuge, go for refuge to other deities. It is proper to merely seek these beings' help for temporary religious purpose. So for just as, for example, you'd seek the help of a benefactor in acquiring their means of livelihood or consult a doctor for the cure of an illness. Uh, so we can go to beings such as Shiva and ask for help. We just can't put our full uh, protection in their care, go for complete refuge uh, to them. Uh, but we can say, going for refuge isn't appropriate, but we can say, can you please help me? So then there's an example that's given. Mm. So here, then it says, just for example, you would seek the help of a benefactor in acquiring the means of livelihood. You would ask for help from a benefactor to be able to buy food and be able to buy drinks if one needed to. Uh, and, and it says, so you would ask for help from a benefactor, or so you would look at the, um, um, asking a worldly deity for help in this way, the way you would ask for help from a benefactor, or uh, ask for help, uh, it says, or consult a doctor for the cure of an illness. Uh, so one would go to a doctor if he or she had tuberculosis or cancer, and then ask for help and consult them. Uh, so it's very similar to these. These are two examples uh, that are similar to how we would view our relationship with worldly deities. Uh, so for the Tibetans, we have uh, this is important in the Tibetan tradition because we have many local deities uh, and spirits and so forth that have been passed down from the Bon tradition uh, of Buddhism in Tibet, where there are many local spirits and, and, and de uh, uh, worship and so forth. Uh, so this is particularly um, uh, important uh, within the Tibetan uh, Tibet because of the, the worship of various spirits and so forth. What the local deities Local deities do, we have to think, they do have power for that specific area. Uh, so we would think of local deities in, in having some kind of uh, um, abilities related to that area that they are in, local to. So this is the clarification by J. Rinpoche of what uh, the prescriptive precept or the uh, what to refrain from related to the Buddha jewel is, a refraining from going for refuge to worldly deities. So this is J. Rinpoche making it clear what this is referring to. So if this is what we should rely on, because if we rely on many other things, then we're going to mistake it. We're going to get it wrong. So we should rely on on, on this and this instead of all these other things, which will make make us mistake it and get it wrong. 
Uh, this imprisoning, Rinpoche said, laying in wait 
also. Uh, um, laying in wait, like hiding in a forest with a, a gun. Uh, so he made that example. I, I'd have to go, you know, I'm going back and forth with the Tibetan and the English, um, but Rinpoche made that point, so I want to make sure I make that point. And if it's in these words, you know, I, I apologize. So laying in wait. Uh, so uh, hiding with a gun or something in a forest uh, for, to harm something. Uh, so uh, overburdening animals and so forth. Uh, so we, uh, the point to this is that do not harm a sentient being. So this is related to the Dharma jewel, the third now we're going to deal with related to the uh, Sangha jewel. Those are Hmm. So it says the third pres- uh, prescriptive precept entails not agreeing with those who do not believe in the three jewels as a refuge and, and uh, who repudiate them or who disrespect them. Uh, so here, uh, it, if someone uh, um, does not have the faith or conviction in the three jewels as refuge, one should not agree with them. Uh, and if someone who uh, um, uh, disrespects them, one should not agree in this way. Um, but this isn't speaking about befriending specific, being a friend, it's being agreeing with and then what was explained before. So it says the third prescriptive precept entails not agreeing with those who do not believe in the three jewels as a refuge and who repudiate them. So here, uh, we shouldn't agree with someone who doesn't have faith and conviction in the three jewels, but it, uh, we shouldn't uh, not be friends with them for that because they haven't developed this faith and conviction in the three jewels. This is specifically talking about not agreeing with their stance, not being swayed by their stance. What the name is about Yeah. Two chain of Yeah. Uh, so we're out of time. And uh, I will try, I'll try to remember for next week the five and the five, the five types of teachers and the five uh, cessations. I'll find those in the texts. I apologize for anything that I left out. And let's do the concluding mandala offering uh, and dedication uh, prayers. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure land. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandraba to shine forever. I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious Guru. 
I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the groups of three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness. All powerful Avogateshvara Tenzin Yatso, may you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensu Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, the spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tuji Ramachi Guzi Shapi Denroma. That's a Ramachemokan Triana. Well, 